Live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Visit us online at rmworldtravel.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome indeed, everybody. This is hour two of RM World Travel. Mary, Rudy, and I appreciate you being part of America's number one travel radio show. And if you're just joining us, well coming aboard our weekly travel get-together. We had a busy hour one. You can always catch archives of the program on our website at rmworldtravel.com. The four most recent broadcasts also run on our 24-7 tunein.com channel. When we're not live, when we're live like we are right now, then you're getting us live. Uh, and hey, listen, if you have Alexa, I know I've mentioned that before, but always want to come back to that. Uh, all you have to do is ask Alexa, or frankly any one of those smart speakers that are out there, to play RM World Travel on TuneIn. And you can enjoy the program anytime, anywhere. So I mentioned last hour that we'll be discussing the travel polls that we have, the latest results. Uh, so I want to get right to them to open the show this hour. Uh, and all of you who voted at rmworldtravel.com, thank you very much. We appreciate that. But, you know, I have to say, Mary, Rudy, uh, you know, I think we've now run 94 or 95 of these different travel polls. And the results of these polls may be the closest since we started them. Okay. So, so here, here's right. what I'm what saying. All right, so the first question that we asked was, if you have a fear of flying, what concerns you the most? And here are the results. Turbulence, 23%. This is tied at 19%, the next two. Takeoff and landings at 19%, or the fellow passengers. Okay, so we have uh, either you're concerned, you know, whether you, okay. Type of aircraft, 17%. Pilots or the flight crew experience, 16%. Or weather, 5%. Now, weather, some people may not have voted for it because maybe they'll tie that into turbulence. Mm -hmm. But when you take all of that, they're pretty much all roughly around 20%. Uh, and I know that our engineer, Bobby, uh, has, you know, and, and our uh, one of our producers, Melissa, also, they have a lot of anxiety about uh, flying. But, Bobby, uh, if you were to vote in any of those, do you have one that you liked? Yeah, I did. I actually uh, voted this week. And I, I just voted for the flight crew because I had been reading about Air France 447 recently. So that was... Fresh in my mind. So the flight crew this week. Next week it would be turbulence or something probably. Okay, okay. so Bobby, this segment that we have coming up in a few weeks with you and Melissa about anxiety and fear of flying, it cannot happen soon enough. <laughs> Folks, I will we're say gonna, that. We're going right. to heal you. We're no, gonna, like, no, like I said, you. I'm going to convince the guest to be afraid of flying. That's that's what I'm going to do. So, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we'll... Uh, well, there goes the whole show. Yeah, we'll yep. foreshadow for you. Uh, when we're back after the holiday weekend on our September 8th broadcast in Hour 2, uh, we're going to have Dr. Tom Bunn join us, and we're going to try to have a little therapy session for both Bobby and Melissa, uh, so you'll have to join about, us for that. And, 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 and if anybody out there has anxiety with like travel. a Dr. Phil intervention, yeah. Correct, That's but we're right. going to try, so Bobby, that'll be fun. All right, so here's the second question that we have asked, all right? Um, second poll that we had, what's your favorite type of travel souvenir? Local craft or art, 25%. These are also very close. T-shirt or hats, 19%. Food and beverage, or, I love this, food or beverage or stolen hotel items, 18%. Okay. 
Uh, destination trinkets, 16%. Or jewelry, which I know my wife loves here, uh, 3%. So, again, all really close. Even the kleptomaniacs in our audience, you know, who sponge rather than spend, <laughs> uh, made it. So, I don't know. Mary, Rudy, any thoughts? I can't I believe know, T-shirts and hats ranked in. So, do we, do, you know, I... Does the world need any more T-shirts? I, I think every T-shirt manufacturer could shut down right now, and no, none of us would ever run out of T-shirts for another 40 years. So. so I think we need to do a poll about what specifically are these stolen hotel items. Is it, are we talking shampoos and soaps? Yeah, I think Have we did that a while back. Did yeah, we I think do we that? did do that. Yeah. What's worth doing again, though. Let's yeah. do it again, yeah. <laughs> See if it's the same, because we, we keep adding stations left what and right. So, yeah, I mean, we have I mean, a whole Rudy, new audience of thieves, right? <laughs> so what's, Televisions. Your, what's your favorite thing when you are on a trip? What do you like? Who are you asking? Me? I'm asking you, Rudy, yeah. Well, I like if it's a wine-growing region like Portugal or France or Spain or, well, any place, I like bringing back wine, frankly. Okay, so food or beverage you would vote for. Right, I exactly. Mean, I think I would probably go to the local craft or art we do. Yeah, Maybe the food are better. Like, but your jewelry. I know you I, love jewelry. I am, but less so lately. That, yeah. I but I'll know, tell you, here's what it's shifted. not. It's not T-shirts or hats. No. Now, I will no. say sometimes I'm at a hotel. They have great smelling well, shampoo. you like T-shirts. I do like to get take some of the shampoo from the hotel room. You're wearing a T-shirt right now from Hawaii. Well, I, yeah, I am. I'm yeah. looking yeah. right at it. And by you the way, like I hope everybody in Hawaii with the hurricane is yes. uh, with everything that happened yeah. there. And I know there's some fires on Maui as well going yeah. on where, Rudy, you just were. So anyway, yeah. uh, our thoughts uh, are certainly with all of them. Certainly, we're going to be adding more travel polls. They'll be up by Monday. Check it out, RM World Travel. Uh, cast your vote, and then we'll have those coming up. So before we get to any travel news with the time left, what's coming up this hour, man? All right, coming up in the latest installment of our Personal Connection series, Joe Keita joins us to discuss the cool gift his dad gave him for Christmas one year when he was a young boy and the impact it's had on his adult travels. And I think it's safe to say we've all heard of Amelia Earhart, but there are other women aviators from the 1920s and 30s who bucked the big odds to become pilots as well. Keith O'Brien checks in with some of their stories. And we'll get the scoop on what goes into making new airline uniforms for airline flight crews and operation teams when Lands and Senior Vice President Joe Ferreri joins us towards the end of this hour. Um, so let's see. Rudy, you want to start us off with a news story? Sure. This is sort of an offbeat one. Golf. Sean Connery and God aren't things you want to put in an, adver in, in an ad to get people to visit Scotland. That's according to a media advisory group that used focus groups to test new advertisements for Scottish tourism, Scottish tourism being the official tourism department of Scotland. Golf was deemed polarizing. I don't know why. Maybe because they thought only rich people golfed or Donald Trump golfed. I don't know. Mention of Scotland's role in the hunt for the God particle with the assistance of an Edinburgh University physicist was a no-no, said the critics. Don't, they said. Mention God in the U.S., not even for God particle. And using Sean Connery as his, uh, as his movie character James Bond in the commercial was said to be facile and obtuse. I'm wondering, what, what does that leave? Bagpipes? Are bagpipes okay? <laughs> I would I hope know. so. All right. This summer, young cruisers who sailed on Carnival cruise ships in June and July read an amazing 213 million Dr. Seuss words as part of Dr. Seuss's word challenge aboard <laughs> all 26 of their ships. That is their great. Isn't that crazy? Their original goal was 100 million words, so they certainly surpassed that by leaps and bounds. Obviously, this challenge, well, maybe not so obviously, but it's to promote literacy uh, and have some fun while doing it. And Carnival even sweetened the deal where if you registered by a certain date, you were eligible to win, registered your words that you read, you were eligible to win a free Carnival cruise. Hmm. So a shout out to all those savvy kid cruisers. for Do you have a favorite reading. Dr. Seuss book? 
Green eggs fish, and blue ham. fish, one oh, yeah, yeah red. Rudy. What a yeah, hop on pop! I used to like that with the kids. Yeah, Who, Morton too, and oh my god! Real yeah, quick, hop Mary. On pop, I love that. Yeah, that was, that uh, here's, was a good one. Here's huh? a real quick. I uh, just want to let you know, folks. Uh, Mary, for jewelry, I'm not, we're talking jewelry, but for makeup, uh, Estee Lauder this week they announced their earnings. I thought what was interesting, more people are now buying their makeup at airport locations really? than in the department stores. So mm-hmm. people now have shifted. We're now going to airports to get our makeup and our cosmetics. So there we are. Rudy? Well, a quick reminder to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at RM World Travel. Up next, Joe Kita comes aboard to share his travel journey in today's Personal Connection episode. So stay right there. There's a whole lot more ahead on RM World Travel. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. We use Travel Pro luggage and we think it's the best. Rudy likes the Max Light series, their lightest collection with carry-ons weighing about five pounds. Robert and I travel with Travel Pro's Platinum Magna 2 series that contains the patented MagnaTrack wheel system, power scope handle, and contour grip spinners with a perfect finish. Even their cruise series is outstanding. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers. Get yours at Macy's, Amazon, and top luggage specialty retailers. Visit TravelPro.com for savings at their online store or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Nothing can ruin your summer quite like being surprised with a huge repair bill when your car breaks down. If it happens after the manufacturer's warranty expires, extended vehicle protection from CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair easy. CarShield provides free 24-7 roadside assistance and a free rental car while yours is being fixed by your favorite mechanic or dealership. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code RM or visit carshield.com and use the code RM to save 10%. A deductible may apply. For more info, visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Casper was created to deliver a great night's sleep at an incredible value. The team of engineers and designers at Casper work nonstop researching, prototyping, and testing all of their mattresses based on how different people sleep. They ship for free in a compact box, so you can try it for 100 nights risk-free. Take advantage of Casper's limited-time Labor Day offer. Say goodbye to summer with 10% off any order with a mattress at Casper.com. That's Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details, or you can always find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. We found the king of the superfruits that delivers over 100 antioxidants to keep your body healthy and it's delicious. The muscadine grape has two extra chromosomes versus wine grapes and more antioxidants than blueberries, cranberries, goji, acai, pomegranate, and more. AlmightyMuscadine.com products are clinically tested and they offer a full line of products including daily supplements, energy shots, award-winning all-natural 100% muscadine grape juice, and more. Members of our audience receive free shipping when you order at MightyMuscadine.com or there's a link at RMWorldTravel.com under sponsors. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert, Mary, and Rudy anytime on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RM World Travel. Now, back to RM World Travel. Thanks for staying with us through the break. It's nice to have you tuned into our travel get-together with Mary and me today. And before we bring in Joe Keita for our personal connection segment, a quick word about our sponsor, Holland America Line. 
Are you thinking about taking an ocean cruise? Well, Holland America wants to help you write the next great chapter in your life by ensuring you savor the journey. They promise a story that will appeal to your sense of wonder, a story where the exotic becomes the familiar, smiles speak a thousand languages, and your experiences will be filled with unforgettable moments. To learn more or secure current specials, contact your travel professional or visit hollandamerica.com. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. For our personal connection episode today, we invited Joe Keita to join us to share how sailing on a cruise ship through the Northwest Passage sparked a renewed interest in a gift given to him long ago by his dad that sat in a drawer for most of his childhood and young adulthood. Joe's trip set off a chain of events that would ultimately lead to a journey of nostalgia and exploration. Welcome to the show, Joe. Nice to connect with you today. Hey, a pleasure to be here. Appreciate having you here. So, yeah, let's get right into this. Uh, so while your friends were getting all kinds of toys for Christmas when you were young, your dad had a more unique gift for you. Uh, I enjoyed actually reading about the experience there. So share with our listeners what it was. Yeah, I was 10 years old growing up in the uh, steel town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and it was Christmas time. And uh, my dad uh, gave me a certificate, which when I opened it, I didn't uh, immediately know what it was, but it had a polar bear on the cover. Uh, And then he explained to me that I now owned a bit of land in the Arctic Circle. Now, I didn't even know where the Arctic Circle was at the time, but I knew it was up near the North Pole somewhere, and there were penguins, maybe, and, uh, and polar bears. And, uh, you know, it was something I, uh, unlike Hot Wheels or a BB gun that I, that I couldn't yeah, exactly. play right. with. Yeah, you're getting but land as a 10 year old. Something very fascinating. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love the, the story. I really do. I mean, I love hearing that. So, all right, let's fast forward to 2016. Now you're an adult. You held on to that deed, but you really hadn't done much with it up to that point. However, you were invited to sail the Northwest Passage, and this is when you started to think about the deed again and what it may mean, right? Yes. uh, The Crystal Serenity was going to be the uh, first uh, cruise ship of its size to do the Northwest Passage. And I occasionally work for Crystal. I do some teaching on there. And they invited me. And that's when I remembered this gift that my father had given me. I typed the coordinates into Google Maps, and lo and behold, the ship was going to be very close to where my land was. Okay, so just a quick side note. We interviewed uh, Captain Vorland right before the voyage and shortly after when it came into New York. Did he know what you were doing, and was he involved at all in in helping you? Yes, I know the captain, and uh, I told him my story, and he was pretty excited by it. And uh, he said that he would do, you know, all within his capability to, uh, to help me, you know, reach my, my, my piece of land, which was only 16 square foot, I should point out. <laughs> but still, <laughs> That's listen. That's okay. It's in the but Arctic. But, Joe, you own property in yeah. the Arctic. I love so, it. Yeah, um, there could you... be oil there. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's going through my head. Exactly. Okay. So um, did you actually get to it or did you get close to it where you could see it? How did it shake out? Well, here's what happened. Um, you know, of course, when you're that far north, uh, the weather conditions, the ice conditions change almost by the hour. So uh, we were supposed to originally go right by Cornwallis Island and the town of Resolute, which is where my land was. But it was a beautiful day, and as we came up uh, this, uh, this strait, uh, the captain decided that he was going to go through an even smaller strait, more scenic, and it was beautiful, lots of icebergs. But when we came out the other side, we were about 60 miles east of, uh, of my land. 
Uh, however, uh, we stopped at uh, a place called Beachy Island, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, the captain allowed me to go to shore to get a sense of, of what my land would feel like. Yeah, it's wow. 60 miles, though. That, that's, that's a long so, swim, so yeah. you're not making that easily. So, okay. But, <laughs> but you got to feel, as you said, you're so in the area. clearly this is not easy to get to when you're up there. I mean, but he allowed you to actually get off, and, and what you saw on Beachy Island was basically what comparable. You, uh, comparable to what you owned? Yeah, Beachy okay. Island, uh, which is about 1,100 miles from the North Pole, is where John Franklin and his doomed crew spent the winter back in 1845 sure. wow. and 46. So there still are some headstones there. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's an old ramshackle settlement. But I got to stand on the shore, and believe me, there's nothing there. This is just windswept tundra. But it would have been uh, 60 miles east of my land. It would have been exactly what my land looked like. All right. Well, at least you got to see what it looked like. You're not going to build a house there, obviously. All right. So, so you know, tell us, do you still have the deed? Uh, did you ever find out how your dad got it? Or, you know, how much did it cost? Well, I still have the deed. And it's quite entertaining because the, uh, the deed was issued by a company called the Friesum Land Company, LTD, of Yellowknife Northwest Territories. Uh, they went out of business in really? 1983. <laughs> I wonder why. Now, now, hold on a second. Did you, so Friesum, like, you know, uh, oh Freeze and that Friesum Land Company? I love the name, first of all. I mean, yep. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're no longer in business. I do not know what my dad paid for this. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not a rich man, so he, he couldn't have paid very much for it. But I did show it to a real estate attorney who happened to be on the cruise with us. And he said that it was legitimate, but it was only a 10-year tenancy. So the tenancy had expired uh, in 10 years after I had gotten it. So I no longer mm -hmm. uh, had any legal mm -hmm. claim to the land. Okay, so I would like to know, after finally getting to within the vicinity of the Arctic land or patch that you owned, and then coming back home after your voyage, how did that ex whole experience, uh, there's just a lot of nostalgia, I would think, wrapped up in this, but how did it shape your uh, subsequent travels when you returned home? Well, you know, as I, as I look back on this, uh, really what, what kind of was a joke gift on the part of my dad to mm -hmm. me, uh, I see that it really kind of influenced my life because that um, gift of, a, of land in some place far away uh, kind of uh, inspired me to, um, to read National Geographic, to read adventure books. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it inspired uh, a, you know, a great deal my sense of, of travel. Uh, and, you know, who would have known that it, that that um, deed would have, you know, that I actually would have had the chance or, or would ever get within 60 miles yeah. uh, of those coordinates. But, you know, I think my dad's gift, uh, you know, really inspired my love of, of travel. Well, Joe, just uh, listening to you, I mean, yeah, I, so I, I'm thinking back, you know, Mary and I, we have two teenage sons, and what your dad really did for you is he gave you imagination. You just said inspiration, but he gave you the idea of connecting to the world, and really, if you want to summarize it, your dad gave you the travel book. That is so true, Robert. I mean, he, you know, kind of instilled in me the possibility that I could go anywhere, even though I lived in this small, you know, steel town and had never been further than the Jersey Shore, but I could go to the Arctic. Uh, and, uh, you know, since then, I've visited uh, more than 100 countries. And I've, I've cruised around the world, most all of it with Crystal, uh, 10 times. 
Have you really? So, uh, so okay, as, yeah, you, it, as you've gone around the world, and, you know, again, that got you going, I'm sure, uh, if you were telling your friends and maybe you all started to think as young kids about what we could do or where we could go. I mean, places that you've been in the world, do you have any favorites out there? Oh, New Zealand is my favorite. Mm, okay, <laughs> I, all right, you know, yeah. Reminds me of California, I guess, you know, before it got uh, uh, discovered and, you know, overpopulated and everything. But uh, I, w- I would actually live in, in New Zealand. All right. So uh, let I me, you know, that. I'll ask you that because so Mary and I, we, we have been all over um, Australia, but we, in a, and you would think about going that far, yeah, we, we should have spent some time, we but, but we decided to come back and spend a week and a half or so in Hawaii on the way back, but we should have done New Zealand, so we'll do that in the future. But what, um, how does that compare your experiences? Have you done parts of Australia as well? Yes, Australia, I, I've, uh, I've done pretty much the entire coast from Sydney to Melbourne, up the other side. Right. Uh, I have not done the interior. But I find the, the major cities in Australia to be very similar to the United States. I mean, the people are wonderful. Uh, but uh, we would agree with I that. Agree. We, we, we basically felt mm-hmm. like we were in the United States with different Sydney. currency. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but New Zealand is uh, it's unique uh, mm-hmm. in and of itself. Yeah, uh, well, a very, very, so so different than your experiences. We've had some friends that have been there and say a very similar thing. Well, Joe, listen, this was a great personal connection. I love, as I said, you know, that gift that your dad gave you. And, um, you know, we really appreciate you joining Mary and me to share your travel story for our personal connection segment yeah, today. So best, story, best wishes in your future travels. That was my pleasure. Thank you. All, All right. the best. Take care, Joe. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Great story, Mary. It really was, yeah. Think, and folks, if you have kids, you have grandkids, you have you know nieces, nephews, think about doing something like that. And again, give them that travel bug. We love it. So a reminder, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at RM World Travel. We're going to take a quick break for a few commercial messages from our sponsors. But we hope you'll stay right where you are as 30% of the broadcast still remains. And we'll get right to it after these messages. To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call 800-387-8025 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows. To go anywhere, MyPillow's perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on radio listeners, enter code RM, or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. No matter what you do in the bathroom to get ready, Dollar Shave Club slash RM has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. They have amazing shower stuff, hair styling products, toothbrushes, and of course, razors and shave supplies. And right now, you can get any one of their starter sets for just $5. After your starter set, products ship at regular price. And be sure to check out their new video, too. Now, to take advantage of this offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com slash RM. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash RM, or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rmworldtravel.com. Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. 
Welcome back to RM World Travel. This segment of the show is brought to you by Casper.com. The engineers at Casper have created an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience, and they've improved the sleep of many of our fans around the country so far. Why not you as well? The team of engineers and designers at Casper work nonstop researching, prototyping, and testing all of their mattresses based on how different people sleep. The Casper mattress has a unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment so you feel perfectly balanced and comfortable. And the breathable material guarantees you'll sleep cool. Try Casper yourself for 100 nights risk-free. They ship it to you for free in a compact box. If you don't love it, they'll come pick it up and refund you everything, no questions asked. See for yourself why Casper has more than 35,000 five-star reviews and counting. Go to Casper.com to take advantage of their limited-time Labor Day offer. Say goodbye to summer with 10% off any order of a mattress. That's Casper.com, or you can find the link at rmworldtravel.com by looking under Sponsors. We love aviation on this show. We talk a lot about airplanes and airlines. We're going to take a look in the rearview mirror and look back at the beginning of women's role in aviation. And it was not an easy door to crack open. Keith O'Brien is my guest. He's a former reporter with the Boston Globe, and he's the author of a brand new book called Fly Girls, How Five Daring Women Defied All Odds and Made Aviation History. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me, Rudy. Well, I, I noticed some of the nicknames that when, when a few women were interested in becoming pilots, that they were called Powder Puff Girls, Petticoat Pilots, Lady Birds, Sweethearts of the Air. Um, but they were really outliers in a world of, uh, that was in the, in the 20s and the 30s, uh, in a world of male stunt and racing pilots, weren't they? They were indeed. You know, in, in 1928 in this country, there were 29 million registered female voters uh, voting in the presidential election that fall. At the beginning of 1928, there were fewer than a dozen, fewer than a dozen women with a pilot's license on file with the U.S. Department of Commerce, the regulating agency at the time. It was a little bit Wild West still then. It, it's, it's possible and, and likely there were other women out there flying. But the fact remains that in the late 1920s, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of women in this country were flying planes. And, and that really made the, the few women who were flying and indeed racing airplanes, that, that made them true radicals. You focus on five women pilots in your book, and probably the only one whose name is easily recognizable, certainly to me, was Amelia Earhart. But tell me a little more about, uh, I think we're going to keep you through the second segment, if you don't mind, because this book is, is fascinating. Let's talk about these women first, and then in the second segment, we'll talk about what they did. Um, uh, can we go through the other? There's Ruth Elder, who was an Alabama housewife. In fact, she even denied she was married to the press when she was first noticed by the press. Ruth Elder becomes famous and explodes onto the aviation scene in September 1927, just a few months after Charles Lindbergh has flown solo across the Atlantic. And she, be she explodes onto the scene because she arrives in New York, landing at Roosevelt Field on Long Island, and declaring that she's going to be the first woman to fly across the ocean. Um, this is... Uh, 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 this is months before most anyone has ever heard the name Amelia Earhart. Right. This is a and real bold statement here. This was not minor bragging, right? right? No. I mean, this was a time of air fever. And with Lindbergh getting across the ocean, uh, women now wanted to be first, first woman across. 
And All right, let's, let's go to the other, because I want to get these three in this segment. Then there was Ruth Nichols, who was the daughter of a wealthy Wall Street father. I mean, she came from money, but she just had to do, she had to do this, didn't she? They all had to fly. Ruth Nichols did, and Ruth Nichols would indeed challenge Amelia Earhart, perhaps more than any other, uh, for the title of most accomplished female aviator in this country in the early 1930s. She was both Amelia's friend, but also really her, her rival. And Florence Klingensmith also came out of nowhere from the Northern Plains. I mean, this was not somebody who grew up surrounded by, you know, the big city and money and pilots. No, she was a farmer's daughter, um, born across the the Red River from Fargo, North Dakota, and would convince uh, moneyed investors in Fargo to to give her $3,000 so that she could buy a plane. Huge amount of money at the time. And then also from a small town in, in, uh, in the middle of America, in Arkansas, Louise McFetridge Thadden, who set an uh, altitude, endurance, and speed record before, uh, before she crashed in a race we'll talk about after this commercial break. But tell me a little about Louise Thadden. Thadden, uh, actually. Oh, Louise excuse me, Thadden. She, uh, she was really one of the rarest kind of aviators in this time, not just a woman flying planes, not just a woman racing planes. Louise Thaden was a mother of two young children born in 1930 and then 1933, um, at a time when, when our culture expected women to stay at home and, indeed, uh, husbands sometimes demanded that their wives stay at home. Louise did something that a lot of parents do today. She juggled her personal ambitions with her love for her children. And, and it's really because of the sacrifices that Louise made over the years for her children that, that we have forgotten about her. I also, I also like her quote, if you will tell me how or why people fall in love, I will tell you why or how I happen to take up aviation, unquote. Okay, so you've met the five cast of characters in Keith O'Brien's book called Fly Girls. We're going to ask him to stay through this commercial break, and we'll talk about what some of them did right after this. World Travel phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rmworldtravel.com. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Simply Safe is home or small business security that finally gets it right. They started 10 years ago with a mission to fix the industry. They cut out contracts, middlemen, and pushy sales guys. They made their system easy to set up with no hard wiring or tools. And you get professionally monitored 24-7 protection for just $15 a month. Simply Safe protects more than 2 million people. So visit simplysafe.com slash travel today to order your system with a 60-day risk-free trial. Simplysafe.com slash travel or visit armworldtravel.com under sponsors. Do you know the the majority of bottled waters contain additives, minerals, and other solvents. Some even contain traces of arsenic. Well, Le Bleu Premium Ultra Water is actually just water. 11% hydrogen and 89% oxygen and nothing else. In fact, it's the only water that meets the definition of water. And Le Bleu's distillation and oxygenation process, it kills and removes all viruses and bacteria. Drink Le Bleu and you'll know it's the best of the best because it's the perfect liquid for your body. Find it at top grocers nationwide at lebleu.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Unison presents a bedtime story. A lot of people ask me, Hey Einstein, how do you get all those ideas? My formula is simple. Get a good night's sleep. Because sleep equals dreams. And dreams are where the magic happens. With Unison sleep tabs, you get to your dreams faster because you'll fall asleep 33% faster. 
So good night, sleep tight, and keep your dreams alive with Unison. Versus placebo in a clinical study. Use as directed. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. $782. Liberty did what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. We have a suggestion on how you can work smarter, not harder, this Labor Day. Enjoy a slow smoked meal with a master-built smoker. Whether you want the ease of electric, the traditional charcoal, or propane, you'll find that just-right smoker for your backyard cookout. Cooking with a master-built smoker is easier and less hands-on than grilling, giving you more time to spend with your family and friends. Master-built smokers are available at Home Depot, Lowe's, Sam's Club, Academy, Bass Pro, and Cabela's. You can also visit masterbuilt.com or find a link at armworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Nothing can ruin your summer quite like being surprised with a huge repair bill when your car breaks down. If it happens after the manufacturer's warranty expires, extended vehicle protection from CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair easy. CarShield provides free 24-7 roadside assistance and a free rental car while yours is being fixed by your favorite mechanic or dealership. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code RM or visit carshield.com and use the code RM to save 10%. A deductible may apply. For more info, visit armworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. We're in the middle of a conversation with the author of a fascinating book called Fly Girls. The author is a former Boston Globe reporter. His name is Keith O'Brien. His book is called Fly Girls, How Five Daring Women Defied All Odds and Made Aviation History. And yes, Amelia Earhart is in that list, but so are other four others you've never heard of. Let me first tell you before we rejoin Keith that this portion of the program is sponsored by the team at Masterbuilt. I know many of us enjoy grilling our food. Others simply want the best from their backyard cookouts or tailgating this time of year. Well, now you can craft a slow-smoked masterpiece with the help of a Masterbuilt smoker. From propane to electric, analog to digital, whether you're a beginner or a pro, you'll find that just-right smoker for your backyard cookyard. For your backyard cookout, sorry. Available at Home Depot, Lowe's, Sam's Club, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Academy Sports, and more. You can visit masterbuilt.com for additional retailers, information, videos, even recipes, and quick tips. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Okay, Keith, let's go back to these fly girls. So there was this big, big race that uh, really put these women on the map, and it was a race from Santa Monica to Cleveland, which doesn't seem like a big deal now, but it was then, right? This was the first ever women's air race, uh, a transcontinental derby that the women lobbied to to fly. Men have been flying these kind of races for a couple of years now, and and the air races, it should be noted, were were one of the biggest sports of the time. Imagine 100,000 people coming out to a primitive airfield uh, to, to watch air races or a half million people over the course of a single weekend. That's what this was. It was a huge sport with winners and losers. The women wanted in. They wanted to be included. And in 1929, air race organizers 
did give them this race from Santa Monica to Cleveland. And the women were belittled a lot in the press. Their personal lives were probed and poked uh, uh, beyond even today's standards, I think. Um, But they made it, didn't they? Four of the five women in your book made the race. One woman, unfortunately, crashed and died. That's right. And, you know, the women were worried about that. They knew they were under a microscope. They knew uh, the men and the air race organizers would be unfair to them if given an opportunity. And so before taking off in Santa Monica and heading across the country to Cleveland in this transcontinental race, Louise Staden told the others, you know, we need to be 100% perfect. You know, we all need to make it to Cleveland or, or our skeptics, our critics will be there to, to blame us all. And, and that did happen. You know, sadly, when one of them fails to make it, when one of them crashes and dies in this race, uh, prominent men did criticize the women and essentially say, we, we told you so, uh, you shouldn't have made this flight. Yet there were and, men, men crashing up and dying in plane crashes at air shows and races all over the, had been for several years at that point, right? All the time. You know, men crashed and died in the air races all the time. And, you know, when they did, they were often given grand tributes right there on the airfield, you know, memorials with 21-gun salutes and flybys and their ashes scattered from a, from a plane overhead. You know, when, when women died in the races, as sadly they would, they sometimes didn't even get the most basic, decent human respect. There was a serious double standard uh, and, and entrenched discrimination uh, that that these women had to face. Charles Lindbergh wasn't exactly a big booster of them either, was he? Even as he was teaching his own wife how to fly. Charles Lindbergh is a curious case. You, you're right. He, he did teach his wife how to fly, uh, but when the women arrived in Cleveland in 1929, when that when that first women's air derby ends in Cleveland, it's the it's the story of the weekend. It's the biggest it's the biggest news of the weekend. All of these female aviators have become have become famous as a result. And, of course, the press is there to ask Charles Lindbergh, well, what do you, what do you think about this? Do you think, do you think flying can be a woman's game, too? And he says, uh, I don't have anything to say about that. Uh, and, it's, it's a fascinating book, Keith, and I'm so glad you, you wrote it. A brand-new book. Keith O'Brien's the author. It's called Fly Girls. Check it out. You'll learn about Lindbergh. You'll learn, in fact, I learned Amelia Earhart flew across the ocean sort of as a note-taker on one flight before she did her own famous transatlantic flight. So if you're interested in aviation um, in, in any way, in history, this is the book to get. Keith, uh, congratulations on, on writing it, and, uh, and uh, uh, thanks for joining us for the show. Thanks for having me, Rudy. I appreciate it. Uh, sort of the subplot to this book is is how little regard women were given and how their participation in flying was diminished. It's a great book. It's called Fly Girls. Pick it up. Written by Keith O'Brien. We'll be right back after this break. Join the Travel Trio by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back.
To join Robert, Mary, and Rudy, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at RM World Travel. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Nice to have you back with Mary and me for the remaining few minutes of this week's broadcast. And this portion of the program is sponsored by LifeLock that now includes Norton Security. Yes, if you travel often, be aware that public Wi-Fi at airports may be riskier than you think. Hackers are disguising their networks to look like public Wi-Fi. And if you end up on a hacker's network transferring data to or from a financial institution, you're going to have problems. If you use public Wi-Fi at airports or even places like shopping malls, hotels, or elsewhere, make sure your security software is up to date. You know, in today's digital world, it takes just one weak link for criminals to get in. That's why LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help protect against identity theft, while Norton Security protects your devices in ways you can't easily see or fix on your own. And if there ever is a problem, they'll work to fix it. Join now, and for the first year, get an additional 10% off the low starting price of $7.99 a month, plus a $25 Amazon gift card. Go to LifeLock.com, use promo code RM, you'll get that offer, or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Okay, Lands End. A trusted lifestyle brand founded back in 1963, known for quality casual clothing, and you may even own a favorite piece in your closet. Well, if you've seen the new Passport Plum colored uniforms Delta employees are sporting these days, you may be interested to know that Land's End made them. And the fresh new design is by the well-known U.S. fashion designer Zach Posen. Joe Ferrari, Senior VP of Land's End Outfitters, is here with us now to talk about what goes into the process of outfitting airline employees and how it's going. Hello, Joe. Thanks for your time today. Good morning. So first question, right out of the gates. Uh, we know Land's End makes many uniforms, you know, in other sectors out there like schools and so forth. But how different was the process with airline uniforms for you? You know, um, one thing that we've seen, there, there's really established trends, and then there are trends that we're seeing that are more forward-looking in, in airline apparel. An established trend, which you're probably aware of, is that finding a name designer to help you uh, build out a uniform program. That's something that we see that is very unique in the airline industry it makes it both challenging and exciting for us from a business standpoint. Um, but what we've also seen, which is common to airlines, but is also really across the business, is seeking innovation. And for us, innovation comes from things like fabrication, design. And um, if you know the way that you know, flight attendants and below-wing teams uh, manage what they do every day, they really require some uniqueness in their uniforms. They also want it to look a little better, I think, than most others. Right, right. That's been very unique for us from a uh, just from an overall execution standpoint. Right. So using that word unique, let's talk a little bit about the uniforms for Delta Airlines that you were involved with, starting with the color, which is clearly a break from the traditional navy and red, and it's called, I believe, Passport Plum, which I love the name. How did the process come about? Well, so Delta is, an, if you know Delta, they're an we organization. We fly Delta pretty frequently. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's, as do I. Um, they uh, strive, and they're very well known for uh, their level of employee engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it on their, on their jets, and they're, they're well known for it. And the process they went through in developing their uniforms as well as choosing the colors was really driven by input from their uniform committee. So whether it's the design, certainly they had uh, Zach Posen as their lead designer. Right. Um, but even color, certainly uh, Zach drove a piece of that, but Delta was a, a significant part of choosing Passport Plum, um, and even some of the the way the design was structured, because they had 
they had a vision for what the, where they wanted the, the uniforms to go, but they also knew that, look, Zach Posen is so well-known for what he did that they were going to rely on, on his guidance as well. Um, it's very smart-looking uniform. Joe, about how many employees are currently wearing these uniforms in the initial rollout? And you just mentioned something earlier. I just want to clarify for listeners. You said above wing and below wing. So are we talking about flight crews wearing these uniforms? And is below wing sort of other operations within yeah, the airport? Ground crew, below whatever. Ground? Right. Sure, yeah. Sorry, I, I think sometimes people just, just think about the people that they see in the plane every right. day, those, those great flight attendants. But right. there's an entire crew, which is significant, that keeps those planes flying as well, right? And that's the, the ground crew right. um, and the people that are loading the jets. So, yeah, it's really both. So there was a, hmm. a meaningful design element that went into both the uh, above-wing people, which is those flight attendants, and the gate people, as well as the people that work below the wing, which makes sure that your bags go on every flight and that they're, they're kept safe. Interesting. Right, so, nice. so you know, in terms of adding technology to the uniforms, I guess, uh, you know, what are some of the aspects unique to airline uniforms? Is it similar to athletic wear to provide the flexibility, or is it more akin to what consumers might want for travel clothing in terms of durability and comfortable materials? You know, I guess I'd say both. And if you think about what goes on on, a, on an average flight, I, I would argue that a, a flight attendant is really kind of going through a, a mini athletic performance on every flight. Mm -hmm whether they're helping people get into their seats, they're lifting yeah. bags over their head, they're traveling down an aisle. So when you're working with a designer, you certainly want to make sure your team looks the best. But to your point, you know, they, they also want to be very comfortable. And what we've seen is the importance of incorporating those athletic fabrics, especially, and some of those, those, um, the, the characteristics that those fabrics contain into uniforms. So you mentioned technology. I think when people think of technology, they think, oh, it's a, a device I use, right? Mm. Um, but when we look at technology, it's really heavily around fabric and fabrication. Things like, yeah. hey, I, I have to stretch, I have to bend, I have to, my uniform is going to be crumpled up maybe in a suitcase, but when I pull it out, I want it to look beautiful right, right. away. Right. Or well, things that it repels because I'm working around, you know, food elements. So we look at it both ways. One, to your point, it needs to be comfortable and also have um, athletic fabric characteristics, but also that has that a little right. further than that. Okay, well, Joe, listen, we appreciate the check-in today, and best to you with the Land's End team. A different way to think of travel, certainly. Yes, absolutely. Take care now. Thanks Thank very much. Thank you so much, Joe. Take care. All right, there goes Joe. I did not get a chance to say, you know, they are working with other airlines mm -hmm. that are coming soon. I think coming American and Alaska and some others. So that's check right. that out, and we'll see all those unique colors. And on that note, that's going to do it for this week. Connect with us anytime on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at RM World Travel. A quick thanks to all of our guests who appeared on the show today with Mary, Rudy, and me. Thanks to our show team and all of our network affiliates and sponsors, and certainly to all of you out there who help make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week for the upcoming Labor Day holiday or elsewhere, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to your RM World Travel Connection, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.